0: Hello and welcome to the morning sports breakfast. Morning sports breakfast? No, the morning sports briefing. I'm just hungry, just thinking about breakfast. That's what it is. Here on Tuesday, the 9th of June, here on New Zealand Sports Radio. That's right, we come to you at 7 a.m. every single morning. Your best way to start the day up to date with the important sports news. And today in the news, a league must pay players. New Zealand cricket, welcome chance to host games. Bulldogs slay dragons. Premiership cut salary and Southland announced new coaching team. So let's get straight into it with that uh, football news. Uh, and before we get on to the A-League, over in Germany, there has been a really we- a weird twist of fate. Um, uh, the um have had an amazing run to the German Cup semi semifinals. Um, this is because they're the first team um, outside of the top three to ever um, reach this stage uh, and they get to host via um on uh, Tuesday. This will be their first game in 94 days and uh, the Bundesliga resumed on the 16th of May. However, um, the Regionale Sudwest um, got cancelled and hasn't resumed so uh, Starbrookens are going to have to play this game. Having had no warm-up games, whatsoever their biggest game in their history so good luck to Starbroken and um, but uh, yes it's going to be a massive challenge for them over in the a league uh, and the players have said that um, clubs have 6 weeks to p- to pay all outstanding wages um to players uh, be- basically uh, before the competition can resume um the uh, This this is part of the agreement that the players have made around a cut in salaries. The highest earners um, will sacrifice 80% of their salaries um, between June and August. Uh, This is to allow the lower earners um, to uh, um, take a smaller cut. Um, The majority of the clubs are said to have uh, um, committed to the agreement, um, but apparently two are still outstanding. um, That could cause an issue. if the A League wants to restart on July the seventeenth, um, to me, let's be honest, getting paid seems like a uh, a, a fair thing. So you got to say that um, uh, you understand where the players are coming from. Also, uh, the A League contracts run out at the end of May on the thirty-first of May, you know, as we've mentioned before. Uh, and players whose contracts run out will have the option of either taking part in the uh, the remainder of the season, or they're allowed to become free agents and basically move on to their next jobs because some players will already have signed for um, other teams. Uh, Sydney FC uh, have uh, been lucky that their players, ha- their um, visa players or overseas players have uh, stayed in Australia, but apparently you know, at least 20 foreign players and coaches um, are still overseas at the moment and haven't returned. So uh, some of the teams may not look the same as you were expecting to see them when play does resume. And that's you up to date with the football news. I'm going to hand you over now to Ashwin, who's going to take us through our cricket update. Good
1: morning, Paul, and good morning to all our viewers and listeners out there. So today, New Zealand cricket welcome the chance to host neutral games. With the country declared COVID-free, Heath Mill, CEO of New Zealand Cricket Players Association, believes that, as per the approach to England in April, New Zealand could provide neutral venues for countries grappling with the pandemic. So, since then, the ECB has gone on with their summer program, and that and they made it local basically. So, the Test matches they will be playing against the West Indies, Pakistan, and the One Day Series in T20 against Australia will be locally played. However, there is still the possibility of the domestic programs being moved, and that's where COVID-free areas like New Zealand still have the chance to host a few games. ICC are looking at extending the substitutions to COVID-affected players. They already have substitution rules in place for uh, concussion-affected players, and now they're looking at allowing substitutions for anyone that develops COVID-type symptoms during a game. The player would be placed in isolation. And up for further discussion is whether the players that are surrounding him, for example, standing in the slips, would also be subbed. To me, it would be basically a case of you subbing the COVID-affected player only, otherwise you're basically subbing the whole team. Because every time there's a wicket, everybody comes together and high fives, etc. So effectively, if they were were going to implement this uh, substitution rule, it's only for the COVID-affected player. As I say, it would be the whole team otherwise. And just a reminder to join Rohit Taran and this week, Tosif Sati, or more commonly known as Taz, on Swinging from the Hip. This week we'll be having a Leg Spin Masterclass. So tune in to pick up tips on how to get some extra revolutions on the ball. That's right here on New Zealand Sport Radio, Thursday at 8pm New Zealand time for your cricketing fix with Swinging from the Hip. And that's our cricket news for today, Paul.
0: Thank you very much, Oswin, for that cricket news. I'm going to hand you over now to Stephen, who's going to take us through our birthday updates.
2: Good morning, Paul, and uh, good morning to uh, everybody tuning in this morning to New Zealand Sports Radio and Birthdays. Today, a busy striker who played for the All Whites, a Rugby World Cup winning utility back, and finally, a powerful winger who specialises in both sevens and fifteens. Ben born this day, the 9th of June 1991, is a New Zealand professional rugby union player. He won a Glasgow Commonwealth Games silver medal in 2014, in this rugby sevens, Lamb played a wing for a minor cup team, Auckland, before he was selected for Auckland and the Blues sides in 2012. He played 12 games for Auckland after making his debut in 2012 against Hawke's Bay. He made one super rugby appearance for Auckland Blues in 2012. In November 2012, he entered into a contract as New Zealand's sevens player making his debut at the dubai sevens lamb who turns 29 today won a silver commonwealth games medal as a member of the all black sevens team at the glasgow Commonwealth Game Sevens in 2014. Staying with the oval ball game, Richard Kahui, born this day, the 9th of June 1985, is a New Zealand rugby union player. He plays for Toshiba Braves Lupus in the top league in Japan. He previously played for the Highlanders and the Chiefs in Super Rugby, Waikato in the National Provincial Championship and New Zealand International. He plays at Centre and Wing. Kahui turns 35 today, made his uh, debut for the All Blacks in uh, 2008 and went on to make 18 appearances until 2011, culminating being part of the All Black squad that went on to win the Rugby World Cup that particular year. And finally, we turn to the round ball game. Noah Hickey, born this day, the 9th of June, 1978, is a New Zealand footballer who plays for Gisborne City in the Central Premier League and last played professionally for New Zealand Knights in the Hyundai A-League. He plays either as a striker or a right wing and was an established member of the New Zealand national team, the All-Whites. Hickey, who celebrates his 42nd birthday today, played 33 games for the All-Whites between 1997 and 2007. And uh, that, almost, that almost wraps up birthdays. But just on Noah Hickey, if you YouTube him, he used to play for Central United. That was a uh, an Auckland uh, football team. And you'll see an amazing oh, – I don't know how to how to say it. It's it's a comedy where he should score a goal right in front of goal, but he managed uh, to get himself in uh, such a um, – he did it he pirouetted and did a 360 turned around and uh completely missed the opportunity virtually. Uh, it's really something out of uh, uh, bloopers or, or just needed Benny Hill music. So go ahead and Google it on, on YouTube. Now Hickey he blows a goal in front of goal.
0: And that's our birthday. So I'll be back shortly with some lead news, something more oh, serious. Dear. Poor fellow getting reminded about that on his birthday of all day, <laughs> Jeez, even. anyway. Um. Moving on to rugby news. But before I do that, um, don't forget, you can listen to the morning sports briefing on your commute to work. Just download the New Zealand Sports Radio podcast. Um, Search for that on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Acast, or your favourite podcatcher. We are all over the place. So do download the podcast and have a listen, folks. That is one one of the ways you can support the channel. Uh, in Rugby News, Premiership have um, agreed to reduce the salary cap by 1.4 million. Interesting, but it says it's unanimous when we've had Bristol's owner come out and say that he disagreed with it. But in the end, they have done that. Um, the senior ceiling uh, will come down to 5 million plus the 600,000 of academy credits um, to help clubs um, uh, will, will, uh, will also uh, get removed. Um, this reduction will be in place. Uh, until the end of the 2023-24 season, um, which is expected to get announced to, uh, to today. Um, it's then hoped that the, uh, the cap can then resume to £6.4 plus the £600,000 worth of, uh, of, of academy credits. Um, the, uh, the club's uh, changes also have also been agreed to the marquee player um, dispensation. Um, that uh, the uh, that two players will not count towards salary cap um, but that will be reduced to just one player um from now um, from the 2022 2023 season um so yes that's uh, clearly reducing it straight away will be difficult with contracts in play with players but yes from 2020 to 2023 uh, they've decided to reduce the number of marquee players and let's suppose that is where a lot of the big spend and some of the issues have been created. Um, as we mentioned on the Driving More show last night, they're expecting a big crowds for the return of Super Rugby this weekend with Super Rugby um, Otara uh, taking place. Uh, the Highlands have come out and said that uh, they're expecting uh, that um, being world first, they're expecting to have a big crowd and also a big TV audience. For their game against the Chiefs on Saturday evening at five past seven, and kickoff. Um, so really looking forward to that one, folks. So if you want to get, get along, do get your tickets. You know, it might even be a sellout. I think they're talking about those sort of numbers, but they are talking about a big crowd. Also down in the bottom of the South Island, and Dale McLeod has announced his coaching team for the Stags of the upcoming Mitre 10 Cup season. Um he is going to be joined um, by a a, a a stags Centurion, um David Hall um, and also Jason Kowoo, um as uh, the two as his two assistant coaches. Um Dale was very clear that he wants to hire his assistant coaches from within Southland um, not only creating a pathway for players, but also um, creating a pathway for coaches um, as well. Uh, so he's excited to have these two guys on board. Uh, Jez Caru um, uh, has been a part of the coaching setup for the past four seasons, uh, and David Hall was the uh, has been the academy manager for the past uh, since 2017. So both of these system guys, that managers, know the squad well um, already, and uh, they'll look. It'll, it'll be a uh, that will get get up to speed quickly. That's brought you up to date with our rugby news. And I'm going to hand you over to Stephen for our league news, the sport that keeps on giving both on and off the pitch.
2: It certainly does. But just before I do, Paul, get up there, you stags. Great to see Dale McLeod has uh, got his team in place, and we want to just wish them all the very, very best. Well, somebody who's not at their best at the moment, St. Illaw- George Illawarra Dragons coach Paul McGregor is becoming under ever increasing uh, pressure to keep his job after his charges were well beaten. 22-2 the Canterbury Bulldogs by the Canterbury Bulldogs at Bankley Stadium, a result that leaves the Dragons at the very bottom of the NRL table with just two wins from their past 14 games. Dragon supporters must be wondering what is happening as they lumber through their worst season start since 2005. A team stacked with representative talent the Dragons could not form a winning combination despite several changes to the spine which McGregor had hoped would spark improvement however it's been two consecutive weeks without a try for the Dragons last scoring against the Panthers in a round of two back in March Corey Norman's move to fullback did not have the desired result while it was a tough debut at halfback for Adam Kloon who made the team's only line break it sets McGregor up for another week of a uh, speculation over his future at the club after six seasons in charge and while the disappointment intensified for the dragons the bulldogs rallied for karen foreign's 200th nrl game foreign made his return from a shoulder injury which had a to end his season although he was physically spent at times during the game foreign helped to steer the bulldogs out of a sloppy opening 10 minutes to a near perfect completion rate i tried to adam Elliott, uh, through the middle, put the Bulldogs on the board in the first half, while Nick Meaney and Remus Smith polished off the wind with a second half of four-pointers. The Dragons uh, will play Cronulla on Sunday at Campbelltown, while the Bulldogs will face high-flying Sydney Roosters at Bankwest Stadium. That final score again, Canterbury 22, St. George Illawarra, And finally, in league news this morning, well, a few trials and tribulations for Sean Johnson. He's been described as an $800,000 headache by league legends led by Cooper Cronk, ripping into his recent performances. The Kiwi halfback who joined Cronulla Sharks two years ago after being chased out of the Warriors has been described as firing blanks by Cronk. The recently retired Cronk is a legendary NRL figure, having been at the heart of the Melbourne Storm, dynasty before guiding the Sydney Roosters to titles. Despite the Sharks' victory over North Queensland, in which Johnson had two Cronk and Cronulla icon Paul Gallon took aim at the Kiwi. Johnson's the key, Cronk told Fox Sports. Johnson won the Golden Boot in 2014, signed with the Sharks on a three-year deal. This is his second and to be honest, he's fired blanks since arriving. That sums it up for me is he puts in his kick where he makes the ball talk basically for the first try. You sit there on the reverse angle and it bends away from the fullbacks. So obviously just describing some of his uh, skill or what he's not showing at the minute. But then when the game's in the balance, he goes for a kick for a touch from halfway and shanks it. I did see that. It was a shocker. And five minutes later, he was an- another kick in the game with the balance and he kicks it dead for a seven tackle set he can be the best player in the world but he just doesn't deliver enough for me. And if the Sharks are going to do something this year, you've got enough talent on that list led by Wade Graham. Cronk said Johnson needs to be the star, despite the ability of fellow playmakers Chad Townsend and Matt Moyland. When you get to the back end of your career, you lose your physicality. For Sean to be a threat with ball or over the top, you need to run. Otherwise, people don't think you're a threat. Croc said and uh, I suppose in in summary Sean Johnson is one of those players the more you can get the ball in his hands the better he is and when he does decide to run that's when he truly is a threat but I just suspect Paul he had a broken leg a few seasons back and I just wonder if it's all about finding that That confidence, I'm sure the guys on Wednesday night, both Brad and Sanjay, will have an opinion. So tune in Wednesday night for our league show, and uh, I think they'll decipher exactly where Sean Johnson's career is going at this point in time. Well, that's it for league. I will see you again tomorrow morning.
0: Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much, Stephen. And uh, moving on to uh, other sports news. Uh, And the NZNBL have announced or have published the list of all the players who are in the draft. You do not have to scroll down very far to find one of the legends or dreamers that's in there. That's right. Paul Baines is on that list. I will be in the draft for uh, on on Thursday. Um, I'll let you guess as to whether uh, I'm a a legend or a dreamer there. Um, Pre-selection of players is happening and it has to be um, submitted. Um, today. Uh, and on Wednesday, they will be announcing the order of the draft. Um, we'll be having the limited minutes podcast. will be here on New Zealand Sports Radio, um, brought to you by Hugh Benyon. Uh, and he will be um, doing a show, uh, He will be previewing the draft. Um, so um, look out for that podcast that will be coming out um, before Thursday. Um, which uh, I say when, when the actual draft is taking place, you can, it goes from 5pm on Sky Sports 3, uh, so um, check that out on Thursday. Um, the uh, Also, uh, one of the issues that a lot of um, teams are having, or sorry, a lot of clubs are having, is around volunteers as well, and you'll hear that as part of my interview at 2pm today with Cheryl Smith Blackburn, who is based up and part of Northland Sports. She's also the Farrah Palmer Cup head coach for Northland as well. We have a good chat. You can listen to that at 2 pm today. Uh, but Waikato Sports, uh, or oh, sorry, Sport Waikato um, have stepped up and asked all their clubs in Waikato to let them know what volunteers they need. Uh, and they're going to have a website up there. Uh, so if you are, would like to support your local grassroots clubs, then uh, get in touch with. Um, your local sport, maybe that's Sport like Cato Sport um, Auckland or Sport uh, Northland or wherever, uh, do get in touch with them. I'm sure they'll point you in the right directions to where you can volunteer and where you can help out with grassroots rugby. Uh, and finally in golf, um, it looks like the um, Memorial will be the first uh, golf tournament to have a um, uh, so to have uh what's it fans or crowds at the uh, net when it takes place between the 13th and 19th of july. The PJ Tour will be returning with a Charles Scribb Challenge. Um the RBC Heritage, the Travelers Championship and the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Before then, all those four um they've already said will be behind closed doors. Uh, the John Deere Classic was going was the first one that could have had the crowds, but that one has now being cancelled. Um, so it looks like the Memorial will be the first one on the PGA Tour to have fans returning, but it's good to see Yet yeah, golf is also returning as well. You're now up to date with all the important sports news, starting your day the best way here with the morning sports briefing. Thank you very much for joining us and don't forget to join us again tomorrow morning at 7am here on Facebook, do like the page and share the video. Do spread the word about our, uh, about our channel. Uh, that'll be much appreciated. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.